boxing yeah. and the return of boxing finally. Um, I know we mentioned BT Sport yeah. has started and also in the back garden. Of Eddie of, Hearn, yeah, yeah, the matchroom. Match so what, what's happened, you know, Eddie Hearn and, and Frank Warren, they've got a stable of you know, many, many fighters that all need work. They've got world champions, European champions, British champions, and they've been stagnating at home on lockdown. So fortunately, the British Boxing Board of Control has said, we want boxing back. So these are the measures you're going to have to take. You know, you've got this, this uh, quarantine, the boxers for a certain amount of time. They've got to wear certain, they've got to wear masks. They've got to yeah. wear surgical gloves. They've got there's loads of different, you know, protocol that's put in place to fight. Well, mentally and physically mm. with these boxers, how do you think they've managed to cope during lockdown? How have they kept their, their fitness on peak, especially with gyms being closed and no one knowing when this end date was coming and they could fight again? Um, it's, it's been very, very tough as, you know, the lockdown started. We all thought it'd be a couple of weeks, two, three weeks. Okay, can't be, enough, can't be more than two months. No. Can't be more than three months, surely. No. Here we are, we're like, you know, it's only just now people, uh, pubs are opening, gyms are nearly opening. Things are starting to, I like the way they open pubs before gyms. I don't know how that yeah, works. Yeah, I know. Kind of like, like it, kind of don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but things are starting to move now and boxers need to realise they're not going to get the 12-week preparation time they would mm. usually get. Yeah. And not, uh, now that the, the, the rules are changing in terms of crowds, in terms of television networks, given dates, a fighter may get four weeks' notice. And if he's not physically in good enough shape to fight in four weeks, he mm. may pull out. There's a few big-name fighters say yeah. whatever time was given wasn't ample for them to be in top-line condition. But as a professional athlete... Not knowing the date of a potential fight, you should keep yourself, you know, at least six weeks away from fighting. You should be fit enough that six weeks' time, you do just some, a month of hard sparring and training, have a taper down for two weeks, and you should be ready to fight, 12, to be 12 round fit for a fight. Some fighters aren't as professional as others, but, you know, at the moment, Derek Chisora doesn't have a rock-solid date. We're looking at the middle of October currently, but he was in there today. He did eight rounds of heavy sparring today but he doesn't have an end date. That's professionalism. You, know, yeah, you have to, he trains twice a day, five days a week at the moment, once on a Saturday. So wow. he's putting the work in without any end date, but that's professionalism. And a lot of fighters need to realize they're not going to get the, the, the opportunities of time to prepare yeah. as they once did. And how much does it affect them not having fans there? It makes a massive difference to certain fighters. Derek Chisora, I know it'll make a difference too. You know, he, he feeds off the crowd. You know, yeah. He's had fights where He's been on the receiving end of a hell of a beating and the crowd is still behind him calling, oh, Derek, they're really, really you know, building them up. And he then comes back and turns the fight around. If it wasn't for the crowd, I'm not sure if he could have done that. Sometimes you need the crowd to spur you on. But as a professional boxer, you need to fight with the parameters that are, that are set for you. And it's the same for both fighters. I'm yeah. sure Povetkin, would, Povetkin or uh, Alexander Usyk or whoever's in there in this heavyweight mix would prefer to have crowd there, Russian crowd cheering for him. But now it's just deadly silent. All you hear is the two crowds. Mm. You know, so it's, it's, at least you can't hear what the other guy's saying because <laughs> Povetkin's uh, corner is going to be screaming in Russian. We're going to be screaming in English. At least we can't really hear yeah. what each other is saying. Yeah. But it's a, I, I've had to box in, in quiet environments as an amateur in international amateur tournaments, fighting in Poland, fighting in Russia, fighting in America, in smaller smaller tournaments. And it's a bit strange, but I've never really had an issue with it because when you're in there, the your adrenaline's pumping, you just go free. You can't really yeah. see what's out there. You hear it, you're aware of it, but you're still, you're still tuned in if you're a professional. So what has been your greatest night in the sport? I'd say my greatest night was when I 
captured the WBA heavyweight championship of the world, you know, a belt that all of my heroes, Muhammad Ali, Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson, you know, all of the, the mm. great, you know, George Foreman, Frazier, the, the, have the belt that all of my heroes had yeah. wrapped around my waist against the guy who was the biggest ever heavyweight champion in the history of boxing, Nikolai Valuev, seven foot two, you know, it was a hundred and... 215 or 16 centimetres. The guy was a gi absolute literal giant. You know, he outweighed me by, you know, 50 kilograms. And it was, you know, a fight that I had to win to fulfil my lifelong mm. ambition of becoming a heavyweight champion. Ever since I saw Rocky Four with Ivan Drago and Sylvester Stallone and Rocky <laughs> going at it, you know, it was against the big Russian on foreign soil and he went over there and did it. In my mind, I was always going to fight a giant Russian. And by, fewer co by pure coincidence, that actually happened. Your Rocky remember, moment. My Rocky moment happened. I remember walking to the ring thinking, this is it. And then I got into the ring and then he came to the ring. And as he walked through, he was so big. But I remember thinking, this is it. Wow. You know, the bigger, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. In the last round, I hit him and wobbled his legs. I nearly knocked him out. But to go on foreign soil and to win on points against, you know, the current champion, you know, he had, not, he had, a, he had an opportunity to give me a rematch in the contract and he chose not to. So then I defended my title a couple of times. But, you know, for me, that was by far my, my biggest and, and greatest night. So I was going to ask you then what your favourite knockout was. Mm. You... My favourite knockout was my first world title fight against Jean-Marc Momek in Le Valois in France. He was, you know, a long-standing uh, champion, beat every man he'd ever faced in the last 10 years going into that fight. You know, I was a big underdog going out there to foreign soil to fight another champion he was considered number one he had the ring magazine belt wba title wbc title he had the ibf but he stripped him right before i fought him you know and i went over there and you know he knocked me down in the fourth round you know he had a very tough style to beat but i was able to get to my feet and then knock him out in round seven and um you know that for me was my first you know that was me proving everyone wrong that mm. what happened in the carl thompson fight was an anomaly it was a learning lesson right. and this what I, I i showed in the fight against mormek all of the all of the reasons why i lost in the first fight, and that it was, it was down to conditioning, you know, mental strength, physical strength, and you know, I was able to rise to the occasion. So that was the that was for me my best knockout. You seem to remember all your fights in great. Most, yeah, most, most of them. Yeah, yeah. I've watched I've watched the loads of my fights uh, over and over. I don't watch them as much as I'd like to, um, but I, I, I was there. I felt it. I felt the crowd. I I, I read the news clippings afterwards. I watched really? all the pre-fight hype. Yeah, I really. I really like to get into the flavour of into the fight. I'd watch people's predictions. I'd go online and look at forums talking about what, who who thinks are going to do what. I'd, I'd love that to get. That doesn't get you off. I didn't. No, no. Because I know what's going to happen in my yeah. mind. I'm going to win the fight. I'm just interested to see how that is. And I sometimes adapt my pre-fight hype depending on what the masses feel. Wow. You know, if they feel I'm going to get knocked out, I'll really. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll <laughs> like, okay. I'm going to aim. I'm going to put a lot more of the emphasis on me knocking him out and trying to prove everybody wrong. But you know, I. I really love to really get involved in the build-up to a fight. I love the 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 back and forth, the WWE factor where you got two guys getting each other's faces, a little bit of a scuffle. You know, when I fought Derek Chisora, the guy who I now manage, um, we had to have a cage between us because the hostility was so strong. So I've always loved the hype and the build-up to um, to the big fights. So what advice would you give to a boxer on how to become a, a world champion? My advice today would be different than my advice to someone who was my age back in the 90s. It would be uh, try to focus your energy on being the best boxer in the world rather than looking like you're the best boxer on Instagram or online. That's not important. 
how many followers you have, how many likes you have, yeah. doesn't get you any closer to becoming a world champion. If you spend an hour a day on, on, your, on, your, on your apps trying to build your following, that's a good thing. I understand why you do that. But if that hour could be spent practicing slipping punches or doing weight training or going for a jog or doing a boxing session, if there's two people identical and one person spends all the time online, one person spends time in the gym, the gym will beat the online guy all day long. He might not have as many followers, but once you've achieved your goal, then you have a team who do your social following mm. for you. Yeah. And then you keep focusing your energy on winning. So try to take your focus off everyone by looking like a winner and put it on being a winner. Brilliant. Well, look, thank you very much for talking to us today. My Jay. pleasure. Thank you.